This is Broadway County Girl Speaks Podcast, and I'm so excited uh, to be recording on tonight. Um, I'm very excited to have a, a special uh, guest in my uh, VIP room on tonight, and I'm so excited that she uh, accepted the invitation when I asked her. Um, I, I wanted to bring her on because of the, the, debate, the last night's presidential debate, and I was like, I've got to talk about that debate, and I've got to have the right person to talk about it. And so I asked this young lady to be on the podcast. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce the audience to Daphne Young. We we call her Dee Dee. So thank you, Dee Dee, for being on Canagrastic Podcast. I want you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself. You can tell the audience about, you know, who you are, you know, where you're from, you know, your family and all that. So, Didi, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of your podcast. My name is Daphne Wayne Young, and I am a native, of course, of Canada, born and raised here. My father was Claude Waite Jr., and my mother is Carolyn Waite. He is the founder of Great Crossway Church of God in Christ. Uh, located here in the city of Corsicana, and I am a care member there as well. Uh, I do co-own a small business with my husband, Sydney Young, S&D Music and More, located at 116 West Mall Drive here in the city of Corsicana, Texas. I do have six children, and they range from ages 26 down to six years old. So you can imagine how busy that it really does keep me. But at the end of the day, I'm extra excited uh, to be here with Ms. Barbara Kelly, who is a staple in our community, and to uh, enjoy this podcast with him tonight. And you're also a grandmother, right? Oh, absolutely. I have a new two-week-old grandbaby, and uh, Melanie. It's her name, and I'm excited about her, as well as my other grandchildren. So, yes, I am a full-time Meemaw and a full-time mother. <laughs> All right. So, um, Daphne, I wanted to bring you on because of, the, because of last night's presidential debate. And I wanted to have a conversation because... Um, I've seen it myself and then also seeing all the the social media posts and the energy that it, it has uh, excited. What did you think about the debate? I honestly thought that the debate was necessary, number one, because it actually showed you the candidate, who they are, and what they stand for. So it was necessary to have the debate last night. Now, how the debate turned out last night was disappointing to see that we had a president who was unable to follow the procedures or the rules of the debate, which is, you know, Talk when I speak to you. You know, everybody has to minute, respond to the question. You know, it's it's set up to be orderly. It ended up being 
unorderly, I don't want to use the word dysfunctional, but yeah. it did not go over well at all. Because when you have the presidential debate people who put these on, when you have them saying things like they're going to have to restructure the way the debates go from now on, that is a sign that it did not go as it should have went. Yeah. And I believe we've been doing presidential debate for many decades. Yeah. And last night uh, prompted people to have a different view yeah. of, you know, new rules that have to be set for how the debate could be ran. And so for me, it just, to me, it was, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing to me on both parts. Because I'm thinking, you know, the presidential, you know, the, the presidential position is a very, you know, it's a high position. And so, to me, the integrity, you know, it, it was like, we, I, I could just see other, other leaders in other countries, like, I could just see them laughing, laughing at us as far as our, our, our country. And I'm like, you know, we got to bring the integrity back to the presidential position. We, we have to, you know, and so... Did you when you when you when you were, were watching it? I mean, did you did you get any of your questions answered or based on what the moderator was trying to ask? To be honest with you, because President Trump did not allow Vice President Joe Biden to answer his questions without interruption, it was very hard to hear his answer. So it was almost like someone told him the best way to handle this situation is to steady interrupt him and use that old tactic that uh, lawyers use, question everything. If they say the sky is blue, you ask why. Or if they say the sky is blue, tell them it's green. You know, just he was so combative yeah. And so out of order, it was like, how can you be the president of one of the greatest countries in the world and you acted the way you acted? Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't let him answer any questions without being combative or without... He was just out of line. Period. Yeah. Just and I and I think I think that it, he pushed, you know, uh, Vice President Biden's buttons. You know, he 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 pushed his buttons, and it made him get out of character. I mean, you know, made him call him a name. And I was like, you know, you have these two senior senior citizen men because they are senior citizens, and they've been around a long time. And so it's like to me. They should know how to act. They should know how to respond to questions. They should know how to, you know, you know, just, you know, know how to, you know, not going at each other like the way they did. I mean, I just kept hearing they were like two kids. They were like two kids. I'm like, oh my goodness. I mean, it was like, what kind of example are we setting for our young people? I mean, when you have your young voters. Those that are just, I mean, getting ready to vote. I mean, they're undecided. It's like last night to me, 
they how could they even decide on who to vote for? Based on just the energy, just the, the presence of just the, what they displayed on last night. I mean, do you really think we have some young voters that are going to want to go to the polls after last night's debate? Do you really think? I, I believe that everybody who was going to vote before the debate is still going to vote after the debate. I believe we actually gave some people ammunition to get up and go who wasn't going to go. Yeah. I, I think the debate actually actually put a fuel in people yeah. to say, you know what, I'm going this time no matter what. Yeah. After last night, I think it's the total opposite. Yeah. I don't think people are not going to vote. I think they're going to go vote because of the debate last night. I'm just kind of like, I'm really worried, not really worried, but even even uh, this upcoming election, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, that, you know, they talk about the mail-in ballots, they talk about, you know, I mean, does that make you nervous about mail-in ballots? I mean, what, what do you think about that? I'm not nervous about the mail-in ballots, and I'm going to tell you why. When you're talking about the mail-in ballots, you're talking about the people who generate them, who mail them out, the U.S. Postal Service. Those people tend to be people of integrity. Yeah. Those people tend to be people of high standards. Regardless for who you vote for, it doesn't even matter about your party. Those people have an obligation that they take very seriously. And we've heard that over and over and over, just watching the news, how the uh, some of the USPS people say, you know, we're able to handle billions of ballots. We handle this kind of uh, high volume of mail during the Christmas season every year. They mm -hmm. say, we can do it. We're up to it. So, no, I have no type of feeling or in worry that they will not provide us with the absolute best service possible because you're talking about a lot of people with a lot of integrity when you're talking about those million ballots. I believe they're going to count them appropriately. I believe that they're going to mail them out their own time as quick as they can. I believe the post office is going to deliver mm -hmm. on time and pick them up and have them uh, sent to the local area that they're supposed to go to. I don't have any worry or any doubt that that process will not function as it has in years past, even with the higher number of mail-in ballots that they're going to have. No, those people are people of high integrity, and yeah. that's on both sides, yeah. Republican, Independent, and uh, Democrat. No, no worries at all. So, 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 you know, you know, getting back to our young voters, those that are, have never voted before, how do you think that we can motivate them to go to the polls? Because we do, we know, we have heard in 2000, 2016, a lot of people didn't go to the polls. So, how can we get encourage our young, our young voters, our young first-time voters? How can we get those that just are very complacent, and how can we get them motivated to go to the polls? 
The only way I know to motivate young people, and I am uh, the president of the youth department at my church, and I'm also the president of the Corsicana District Church of God in Christ Youth Department. And I do that along with Ms. Bridget Watkins, who is the president of the Sunshine Band. And the way that you get youth motivated is, number one, you have to be motivated. You have to show excitement. You have to show enthusiasm. And you have to teach them, okay? You teach them to vote not for a person, but you teach them to look for values and character. Yeah. You want to vote for someone who thinks like you think. You want to vote for someone who has the same values that you have. That's how you motivate young people to vote. You don't tell them, hey, go out and vote for this person. No. You teach them how to vote. And you let them know when you vote, you want to align your vote with somebody who carry the same values, the same character, who, who, who want the same things you want. That's how you vote. I took a test um, back in 2016. It said, take this test to see who you are more in line with, whether it be Republican or Democrat. So I said, okay, let me just take it, because I know I'm a Democrat. Do you not know that test revealed to me that I was more Republican than I was Democrat? Wow. He said my value and my character and the things I stood for was more in line with a Republican than it was with a Democrat. Really? So with that being, yes, ma'am, I promise. So with that being said, it's your values and your character and the things that you need. That's how you vote. Yeah. You don't look at the person. You look at what that person stands for, what that person uh, plans to do with their four years. You look what that person wants to do in the community. You look at what that person um, wants to bring to the table. And then you want to think, do I want to eat that? Yeah. Is that what I really want? Is that the meal that I really want? And and that's how you vote. And so I like her. Yeah. So I like what you're saying. I like what you're saying. And so we have we have a a, a culture of you know of people, of community members, whoever, where they they have always voted. I'm, I'm I'm straight Democrat or I'm straight Republican. And my you know my mama was a Republican or my daddy was a Republican. And so, you know, you saying that as far as um, talking to young people, you know, you telling them, to me, I feel like they have to have their own mind, you know. And so, and that's the thing, is that we, we didn't get, we didn't get, kind of like we didn't get taught that, we just did it because, oh, that's just what my parents did, you know. And so, to me, that is the only way that we're going to see a change in our communities is if we give people the right to decide on who they want, you know, what they want to do, you know, not because it's just the 
it's the norm or it's the you know the majority or whatever. You know, so that should be that should be the message. That should be the the teachings that we teach. You know, young people. But we gotta stop wanting them to just vote in the four years. Yeah. You need to vote in the local, local. because yeah. this what it affects you. Mm-hmm. The local so election. We need, to get, we need to get young people excited about the local elections before you only have 800 people show up. Yeah. 900 people show up. Yeah. We don't push local ballots. No. That's where you change laws. Yeah. That's where you change. That's where you actually will see a change. You yeah. will see a change, you know, in a blowing a picture on the local ballot versus the four-year national ballot. So definitely, we need to start teaching our children, hey, come with me. Let's go vote for the district attorney. Mm-hmm. Hey, come with me. Let's go vote, vote for the school board. Hey, come with me. Let's go vote for the new sheriff. That's where you want to get them excited and push them. Because when you're looking at the four-year, you're looking at electoral colleges. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You can you can let them really see their vote count when you're doing it on a local, local level. level. Yeah. That's yeah. where you can, that's where they can see how they made a difference. Yeah. And then once you get them used to that local ballot, They'll already be ready for the big battle. Yeah. So but we need to start pushing local. Yeah, and that's a, and that's the message that we do need to be, uh, you know, having is that you know we definitely need to we do need to focus on our local elections because you know, the, you know even like for our community you know we have a city council you know on the ballot for you know the same time as the national uh, election as far as the presidential election. So actually, when they go to the polls. You know, you know, you know, two precincts that have, you know, have have races, and so they should be learning about those 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 persons that are running for those You know, knowing if you're in that precinct, if you're in that precinct, you need to know who's going to be representing you because that is your your person, your go-to person. That's right. You know, right. So, um, we just to change the mindset, and I think. You know, you know, this is the point. I just because not just in our community, but across the nation, we have to we have to start empowering people to say, you know what, every vote does count, and it does count. And if you don't go to the polls, to me, you have nothing to complain about. If you don't vote, you cannot complain. You know, you know, you're saying to me, you're saying it's all, everything's okay to me. You know. And so we've got to change the mindset, you know, across across you know our community, across our country, about the the power of a vote, you know, because people were too hot. They lost their minds, you know. They, you know, they got beaten, beaten. They got you know traumatized behind trying to get their right to vote, vote. And I feel like you know we're we're stopping them if we don't go to the polls to vote, you know. And so it's so important to exercise that right. Absolutely. So, 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 Didi, is there anything else you want to, uh, you want to, I guess, offer to the audience? Any, anything, uh, anything, uh, anything that you want to encourage them? You know, regardless, you know, I know we have, you know, next week is going to be the, the vice president, uh, debate. 
And so I'm hoping that will go better. But is there anything you want to say to the listening audience about, you know, this is about the upcoming um, election and importance of, you know, voting. Is there anything you want to say to the listening audience? I would definitely tell them, uh, do not stay at home and leave it up to the rest of everybody else. Don't leave it up to mother or father cousin or brother or uncle, you go place your vote with the person that you are most aligned with. That way, your vote will count. That way, you can see your vote on that night or whenever they get all of the ballots counted. Oh, no, and yeah. you can know that you count, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I really appreciate you um, accepting the invitation to be on uh, Canada Speaks Podcast. I thought it was so important for us to have a conversation about last night's debate, you know, because I, I do, I do, uh, you know, I do, you know, recognize, you know, how important this upcoming election is. Not just, you know, our, our presidential election, but we do have local elections here in our city. And so um, I always give my guests an opportunity to uh, give a shout-out to anybody out in the listening audience. So um, go ahead and give the shout-outs. Uh, I would like to give a shout-out to Greater Crossway, Greater Love Outreach Fellowship Church, uh, Johnson Memorial Griffin Chapel, to all of Corsicana, Texas, and the Ranch County. Thank y'all for tuning in and listening. And absolutely, we want to thank you too, Miss Kelly. For always being a staple in our community, for being on our school board, and for being a voice for us when we need um, something done. You're always there, always willing to help, and for supporting all of our small businesses in Corsicana. Thank you also, Miss Kelly. Okay, and you want to, and you want to uh, also... Um Give them another, uh, you know, have another plug for your, your, your business. S&D Music and More. It's at 116 West Mono Drive in Corsicana, Texas, right behind Golden Eyewear off of Beaton Street, right next to the Texas Workforce, where they're Monday through Friday from 9 to 5.30 p.m., and everyone is welcome, and we will walk. To see you stop by, and if you mention the podcast, we'll give you a 10% discount. All right, then. Well, thank you so much, uh, Daphne, for being on Canada Speaks Podcast. And I do want to uh, tell the listening audience, and just in case on these dates, if you don't know, is that um, the registration deadline to, to be registered to vote, the deadline is October the 5th. And you must, it must be postmarked by October, by October the 5th, and then your absentee ballots deadlines is October the twenty third and it must it must be returned by November by returned by mail and postmarked by November the third. And then uh, early voting starts October the thirteenth and ends on October the thirtieth. So we have some very important dates uh that are up that are coming up. So please if you are not registered to vote you have until October the fifth to get registered to vote. And to my listening audience, you know, just you know, be vigilant in exercising your right to vote because every vote does count. And it's so important to be represented in, you know, in this day and time. And just thank you again so much for supporting Canada Speaks Podcast and have a very, very safe evening. Thank you.